Okay, I have hit the shiny red button. Woohoo! We are recording. I see it now. <laughs> Sorry, I may or may not have already started drinking, so... I am drinking iced tea. Well, I figured since half of my podcast is supposed to be about alcohol and I haven't been really doing the alcohol, I needed to start. Fair enough. So I'm on my second one. I'm really, really happy. Mm. It's yummy. Um, so what have you been up to? Well, I finished The Queen of Nothing today, which should make you very happy. It does. I'm so excited. <laughs> so tell me what you thought. Um, overall, it's a really good series. I, I think it would be better um, on the second read because there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Um, what did you think of the, I guess, of the, the character arc with... I can't even remember their names now. Cardian and Jude. Yes. So Cardian, I have issues with him. <laughs> okay, what are your issues? I, he just, he starts out very like toxic and abusive and they kind of like overshadow it later and they're like, oh, it's only because of this, so it's fine. And she loves him, so it's fine. But like, they never address some of the issues that I think are, are pushing the envelope towards abusive, but that's just me. Okay. I mean, I can totally see that. There were a couple of times where... By the way, Jude's not any better. <laughs> no. She's also toxic, so... Yeah, she is definitely manipulative and does not understand how relationships are supposed to work. To be fair, she hasn't had a good example, and neither has Cardan. I was so. going to say that. Like, they're, they're just going by the examples they've been given, but... Uh, haven't been good. Not at all. What did you think of the part with, like, the whole Vivian and Heather thing? I, I love Vivian Heather, and I'm totally on Heather's side about, like, the lying and the manipulation and glamoring her. And I, I hope that it works out this the second time around. They were kind of trying to see they could make it work. So I'm, I'm hoping they do. Yeah, I was really like pro Heather. I liked her. Yeah, I do too. And I like her relationship with Jude. Yes, she brings she brings a side of humanity out in Jude that I don't think even she realized was there. And then when Jude was very depressed um she was there for her world yes she was like you know this sucks what are we gonna do (laughs) you can't just move around here are you sure you feel like recording you sound a little sad oh i'm just super tired (laughs) okay uh but your episode has to come out tomorrow i know i know but it'll be the first time i've had to be like i'm so sorry guys yeah i'm a very unreliable friend (laughs) you are not an unreliable friend we just (laughs) eat too much in fact i I, think the last time it was my my fault that we didn't record yeah you had a a mental health day which you 1000 percent deserve to have anytime you feel the the least bit necessary i did it's rough when traffic makes you cry but I, i get it because i've had mental health days you know i've totally been there where i felt like i needed a a, a day to myself. You just know. a break? What is a break like? What do people do? <laughs> well, well, I think in your case, it's those few minutes a day where you close your eyes and sleep. I did take a nap today. You did? I did. I, I finished my book. And then um, 
I went and took a, a nap with the dogs. So I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you very much. It was uh, Quentin woke me up when he came home and I made us um, some vegetables and rice for dinner. Oh, um, enjoyed myself a, a little tiny bit of ice cream. Ooh, that sounds um, happy. I need to like stop eating dinner while I'm doing homework, though, because it just gets cold. That would be a problem. But like I'm trying I'm trying to get stuff done, you know, so I'm like, well, I'll just eat while I work. That's what happens when you're such an overachiever, Bethany. I really am an overachiever. I got a lot going on. You do. But I guess we should introduce the podcast since we're just, you know, chatting to each other. I mean, we're not having Texas Roadhouse. So is that like personal growth or something? No, at this point, it's just desperation. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) Well, hi, everybody. If you are still listening to us, I'm sorry. Or thank you. One of the two. Thank you. (laughs) Um, i'm Paige turner and tonight we have uh bethany she is the host of prince kai fan pod you want to introduce yourself a little i know if you've listened to our past episode she's been on the last couple of times but if this is your first one so my name is bethany finger and as as Paige said i am the host of prince kai fan pod which is a marissa meyer book club podcast And every week I go through the Marissa Meyer books chapter by chapter. Right now we are about to finish book three in the Lunar Chronicle series, which is Cress. And I'm a student and an aspiring writer (laughs) and a librarian. (laughs) You are a writer. I am a writer. Yeah. So although you still haven't read my stuff. That doesn't matter. Are you writing words on pages? I am writing words on pages. Is it for a book? It is for a book. Then you are a writer. Thank you very much. I will I will send you some of my writing so you can have an opinion. Yay! Actually, I'll send it right now so I don't forget. I think I scared Bethany a little bit talking about another book. And she was like, oh, you're really particular. And I was like, really? I'm not. Just right, but like, like I don't want you to read my stuff and be like, it's so good. <laughs> And this is how you know that I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like, Bethany, I think you should do this. I think it would sound better. What was your reasoning behind doing it this way? Yeah, um, the best thing if you are a writer is to listen openly to feedback, but never do what someone tells you to do. That's kind of why I also posed the, what was your thinking behind this? Yeah. Um, like it's, it's totally cool to like listen to feedback and find out, um, you know, things that you might be able to do better at or ways to improve, but that can get very convoluted if someone is like, well, you should have done this. And then you try to accommodate what they wanted. And then you're kind of changing your own story. So the best thing to do is take it all with a little grain of salt and just try to see what works best for you and the story you're trying to tell. Well, and on top of that, we all know we can't please everybody. And Mm -hmm. if you tried to do every little thing that people said you could do, you'd never write a book. Very true. So I'm sending you this short story I wrote. Yay! I sent it to your your email. So we will see what you think of my writing. I've been told it doesn't match my personality. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's going to be interesting. I know. <laughs> I was like, can you elaborate? Um, so Moessa Meyer is Bethany's, one of her favorite authors, and it totally fits why we're doing this book with her. Uh, so this week's episode is on instant karma. Um, Bethany is the reason that I bought the book. She basically shoved it in my hand and said, read it. Mm-hmm. So I did. <laughs> and it's I feel totally- like that can describe our entire friendship is just like telling each other to read books and then eating Texas Roadhouse. Just say, and then eating. <laughs> we like, eat. That's like the base of our entire friendship. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything better. But I, I mean, I think that. if you were a boy... <laughs> <laughs> where I was gay we <laughs> would have competition <laughs> um yeah Bethany's my favorite <laughs> I'm blushing now oh my <laughs> did you see totally totally off topic and a uh, humble brag on my part uh, did you see that there is a new Instagram account um, that I am obsessed with? It is a Prince Kai fan club fan account. What? They're just like a fan of the Prince Kai fan pod. And so that's their whole account is just like loving the podcast, which like happy tears. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Eventually, I, s- I want to have a booklet fan Hey. <laughs> I need fans first. Yeah, you have fans. I have, I have a few. That's okay. Everyone listening, email booklet podcast and just, just email the word fan if you like listening. <laughs> or a picture of a fan. You know, I'm not particular. That works. That totally works. <laughs> booklet podcast at gmail.com. Ready, go. <laughs> yes, right now. Um... Awesome. So, Fasa, no, sorry, my cat is trying to eat my dinner. Well, my dog is under the desk farting because he can't handle storms, so we've just got animal issues today. (laughs) Oh, that'd be embarrassing. I feel all discombobulated, and I don't know why. Um, So, I'm sorry. It's karma. It is. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know what's wrong. So I'm sorry. So, so did you like off. the book? I, I did. I didn't think I was going to. That's what I was starting to, to say. It's very much not what I normally read. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know I'm a huge fantasy fan. Yeah. By the way, the Cruel Prince series that I just read because you told me to, right? I did love it. But it is far more fantasy than I am used to delving into. And it was very, like, overwhelming at times to try and... No, overwhelming in a good way. Oh, okay. That's why I said I think it would be better the second time I read it. Because then I'll have, like, the memory of the information, you know? Yeah. I guess because I do read a lot of fantasy like that, it just, like, dropped me in the middle of this world. And I'm like, okay, I'm rolling with it. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm very much used to the fantasy side of things, and this is a would you consider it a romantic comedy or? Yeah, I would consider it a romantic comedy. 
Okay. Because, I mean, there is romance and there is comedy, so kind of makes sense. I think there's not enough comedy to make it just a comedy, but there's enough that there's more to the story than just romance. Right. Definitely felt like um, a young Jennifer Aniston or um, uh, Catherine Heigl. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, could have played in this like that's definitely the feel I was getting okay so real quick kind of recap on it you've got Prudence who is very um highly motivated kind of like our Bethany here yeah but I like to think not nearly as judgmental I have not (laughs) noticed to be judgmental So, <laughs> and if you are that judgmental, then I am too. So it's fine. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I'm constantly telling people like that's too judgmental. Like when I order fries, so. <laughs> <laughs> but she is, you know, she's got her life goals planned out. She knows what college she's wanting to get into, and she's she just does all the things and takes care of all the things. And um, the last semester of her is it her junior year her sophomore year her sophomore year I didn't go to high school I was homeschooled so I don't mess <laughs> these terms all that well but it, it it does say and specify in the book that it's the end of her sophomore year of high school okay um she has put on a group project I say group but there's only two people and she's put on there with Quinn who is her exact opposite he shows up late to class. He seems to have that devil may care attitude. Um, so of course he just drives her crazy up the wall, which I thought it was really funny because reading it, I did kind of see you as Prudence a little bit. She was way more judgmental and way more um, controlling. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's the the main difference, I think, between me and Prudence, because I'm definitely like a go getter, a hard worker, like someone who's always doing something. But like, I'm super chill about everything else. And Prudence has some issues. (laughs) Prudence needs to find yoga and herbal tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, she does. (laughs) But they get a terrible grade on their their project because they don't Mm -hmm. work together like they're supposed to. And then, of course, Prudence is like, well, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to redo it, and I'm going to get a better grade. And her teacher is like, ha-ha, no. (laughs) I love her science teacher. He made me so happy. Reading this book multiple times, I was like, what school is this? Because I want to go to this school. Oh, right? (laughs) They get to try again over the summer and it still applies to their grade. That's not a thing. The nerd who loves D&D is popular. What is happening? (laughs) Yes. uh, So Prudence has a twin brother and he is, he is an anomaly. Like Bethany just said, he loves D&D and he plays with his friends, but he's also popular. He gets along with everybody and it's just like... Mind blown. Mind blown. I was in a high school of one and I still wasn't the popular one. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, 
I am saying um a lot. Wow. That's what editing is for. Thank goodness. Or <laughs> and our listeners can know. Uh, I get sidetracked and brain dead sometimes. Right. So what? Let's let, let's just push on ahead. Who was your favorite character in the book? I think I've answered this differently every time because <laughs> it really depends on my mood. <laughs> I can get that. But I love Jude. I love Jude. He's so funny. And I think that one of the funniest things about Jude is just like, not only is he chill when Prudence is so neurotic and crazy, but he's also like one of the only people that can be like, dude, Prudence, it's all good, girl. Right? (laughs) It's their like twin telepathiness going on right there. Yeah. Yeah, Jude is great. I love Quinn. You do? I do. I, I, I just, I adore him. He is so, when you get to know him, he's so sweet and his intentions are so pure and he cares so much for his mom's rescue center. And it really, really bothered me when, in the beginning, when they were talking about her project or their project. And he was like, well, I kept talking about the, I kept trying to get you to talk about a um, animal rescue center and you just didn't want to listen to it. And it was like, it was his mom's rescue center. And oh, my heart. I think Prudence is perhaps the most relatable and most frustrating character I've ever experienced a book with. Because she's so relatable. She's like a very genuine and honest person an honest character that you're just not used to, right? Right. In a way that I feel is different from other heroines in in books. And I think what makes her so frustrating is that while we love that about her, we're also like, dude, get it together a lot. (laughs) A whole, a whole lot. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be 100% perfect. Which is funny because... I am that perfectionist and it's hard not to be sometimes. Yeah. I think, I think when it's something you really care about, when it's something you, you genuinely put your heart and soul into, you want it to be maybe not necessarily perfect, but you want it to meet all the expectations. Right. And so that's prudence. Prudence thinks like, well, this is my gimmick. This is what I'm good at. I'm so good at class projects. I'm so good at homework. I'm so good at science. Like, look at this amazing presentation I made. And I have to agree with her teacher 9,000%. If this were a marketing class, A++++++++. Little science actually involved in her presentation. So it's not that what she did wasn't perfect for what she was trying to accomplish. It's it just that it wasn't didn't meet the standards and the expectations of the actual homework assignment. Right. Um, and that's something I feel like, and I don't know, maybe it's because I have young females in my life. Oh, wow. I can't believe I just called them that. I have young ladies in my life. They're still females. It's fine. I know, but I, I, I really don't like when women... Are referred to generalized as that just a females bothers me a little bit. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but I have young ladies in my life, and I want to. I I feel this desperate need to teach them 
that there are expectations that are set and they're not unreasonable. And yeah, it's great if you do all these other things, but if it's not what we asked you to do, then it's not okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think this is one of the the benefits of being a 31-year-old reading a a book <laughs> about a, a 15, 16-year-old protagonist is that we can we can tell her like, girl, it's okay, chill. That stuff doesn't matter nearly as much as they make it out to be, right? Right. Um, like if I could talk to my high school English teacher, I'd be like, you know how you always said like that your homework assignments were nothing compared to college? Well, I'm halfway through my master's degree and none of my assignments have been as annoying as the crap you made us do. So, <laughs> or I would, you know, tell my, my geometry professor how little I've used math. Right. <laughs> so when you're in high school, I feel like, at least from the personal experience of someone who like went to a public high school, when you're in high school, that is like the biggest thing. That is exactly what is going on in your life is just high school. It's the biggest thing in the world. And then you get out of high school. Also, for some reason, people say high school is the best four years of your life. God, I hope not. You've still got like 80 years left on the planet after high school. That would suck. <laughs> But you get out of high school, you grow up, you spend some time in, in the world and living on the planet and experiencing life. And when you look back at high school, things have a very different lens. And so oh, yeah. me as a current student working on my master's degree, yeah, don't mess up my group project grade. That's not okay. <laughs> and I have, I have been that person in several classes over the last couple of years while working on my degree. Because they put you in these groups and there's always one or two people that just like don't want to work and it brings everybody else's grade down. So then you have to make up for it. Like not to call people out, but like last semester I had to do a project and one of the people had just gotten married. And so she didn't have time to work on the assignment because she was on her honeymoon. And my classmates were like, oh, that's fine. We'll do the work. You just work on your honeymoon. And I was like, um, no. Right. I feel like you're having fun on your honeymoon, but this is the part of the assignment that you were assigned. So do it, which makes me like an insensitive jerk, but also like do your homework. Okay. You could have gotten married whenever, whatever. I don't want people to hear this and be like, God, this Bethany girl is horrible. But like, I, I just want people to do their fair share, you know? No, I totally get it. Cause I'm the same way. Like, and, but you're also the type of person who would want to carry the other person's weight if they didn't. Whereas I'm, (laughs) granted, I don't do a lot of group projects, but I know my personality in a lot of things. I would probably be like, well, I did my part the best that I can. And they just flopped. (laughs) (laughs) So great that how you will. Yeah. I think in the case of, of the two of them, because I also don't want to spend our whole time talking about just the group project, like, but I think in the case of the two of them, Quint did not try hard enough to be like, Prudence, we're working on this project together. These are my inputs. You're going to just have to let it be that way. And Prudence didn't listen to her partner. She was just hyper-focused on, this is what I'm doing because I want an A and that's all that matters in the world. And it's just a a good example of like how poor communication can have such negative rebounding side effects because 
had they worked together on this project, I mean, they could have had an amazing grade and they could have done a really great job, but they were both just so stubborn. And let's be honest, if they had gotten an amazing grade and they worked together like they were supposed to be, there'd be no point to the book. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's talk about the book. What are some of the things, <laughs> what are some of your like least favorite moments from the book? Ooh, um, to be honest with you, I don't really know that I had any. I was a little apprehensive at the beginning, just... And then had to keep reminding myself that, of course, this is how it's going to be to start off with. It's going to get better. I did on. Hmm. I don't. Really, I, yeah, I don't really think I had any least favorite parts. Um, Prudence definitely stressed me out. Yes. I just First wanted to all, read through the pages and be like. Why does that girl not trust adults? I don't. She has some really great, like, adult role models in her life, and she definitely needs to call her mom. You see somebody fall from a billboard and you get on your bike and run away. Um, no, you check on them, make sure they're okay, call nine one one. Somebody yells in your an adult, an adult person yells in your face and accuses you of stealing money, and you go home and cry. No, girl, call your mom. I'll call my mom now, and I'm 31 years old. Okay, like, I I don't. I don't have that kind of relationship with my mom, with my stepmom. Okay, well, I'm an adult, and y'all can call me. (laughs) I do call you. (laughs) You do call me. (laughs) I do, I call (laughs) My reaction is always go to the person that you're supposed to go to. So, like, even now, it's like, okay, who's human resources around here? Like... That was something that really drove me crazy that she, and again, it's with a lot of middle grade and very young adult books, um, that they just don't utilize the adults in their life. Adults are kind of, um, not supposed to be there because it would ruin the story because if she had gone to an adult, we wouldn't have half the book. Yeah, but like, I mean, she still would have seen the person fall off the the billboard. It still would have happened. Um, I think part of what really frustrated me, um, and then again, I had I had to remind myself that it's intentionally part of the story, is the fact that when she first gets the ability to grant instant karma, she's only granting bad karma. Yeah, she's not she's not spreading positivity. Right. So it, it kind of um, accentuated in my mind the you give somebody a little bit of power, you, they, they're they going to think they're doing good things with it and it's not going to be good things. They go power hungry. It goes to their head. A little bit or a lot yeah. of it. That's one of the things that I really liked about when she tried to use it on Quinn and good things would happen. It was kind of like karma... And, and karma itself was like, you're kind of being an awful person right now. He deserves good things, not bad things, just because you don't see why. Yeah. Um, that, and that's probably, that's part of why I really like Quinn, because it feels like Prudence does good things to be seen. And Quinn just does good things because they're good things. Yeah, and I would also say that Prudence does, quote, good things um, when they're self-serving. Yeah. 
Because if Quint had seen his arch nemesis fall off a billboard, he would have called somebody and checked if they were okay. He would have gone over there and helped limp them to the hospital. Exactly. <laughs> he would have put them in the in on the basket in his in the basket on his bike and pedaled them. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like she does a lot of the stuff that she does is very self serving. She's like 15, 16 years old. You know, we can't hold her to a much higher expectation. But it's hard to imagine the same situation and how Jude would react or how Quint would react or how any of the other characters would react because, like, I just can't get out of my head that she watched someone fall like 50 feet in the air and just rode her bike away. Yeah. And then, like, didn't. When it was brought up to her, she was just like, oh, no, that happened? Shucks. That part really kind of bothered me a little bit. Wow, I feel like we're being so negative. What was your favorite part of the book? I loved when she left the... Well, first of all, the kiss, the storm, that whole scene was amazing. Um, <laughs> but I, I, my absolute favorite part of the whole book, when she leaves the facility after everybody yells at her and accuses her of stealing the money, she falls down off her bike and she hugs herself and she cries and she says, I'm a good person. I have never had such a relatable moment in my life. I am like, yes, girl, I have been there. <laughs> I'm 31 and I still go there. Like, yes. And that's what makes Prudence redeemable is that she might make mistakes and she might make decisions that are self-serving, but there are moments where she realizes and she has that personal growth. And this is one of those moments where she is vulnerable in a way that she usually isn't. And the only reason she even feels like she can be vulnerable is because she's alone in a park. Nobody else is there. Right. What about you? What are some of your favorite moments? Um, I actually really enjoyed the, the beginning where they're at the Mexican place and they bring in the karaoke and she gets up there. Well, first of all, her friend gets up there, and I'm totally spacing on her friend's name. Um, and I don't know where my book is at the moment. I have a cat laying on me. Um, but her friend gets up there, and she just sings her heart and soul out. And there are those two guys sitting at the other table, and they start making fun of her friend. And... Like, I used to sing karaoke um, a lot, so I know, number one, how hard it is to get up there, and when you're actually, like, I, I've seen people get up there and actually try, and it's just, it's beautiful, and there have been, you know, jackasses there that that don't appreciate it, but then when Prudence got up there, and she just, she was like, I am not the best singer, and I know this, but I'm going to have the time of my life up there. Like that was so it, it, it was nostalgic for me. I loved that part. Um, and then the way that Quinn was looking at her during the whole thing, it just mm, made me happy. It's, it's a little 
strange, I guess, but I love that she was like slightly self-conscious in her bathing suit. And then she was like, no, I'm just going to have fun. Cause I'm like, I'm self-conscious too. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was going to be my other favorite part, not necessarily <laughs> the part, but when Quinn takes her to go snorkeling and to look at all the animals. First of all, she's terrified of the water. Yeah. And yet she puts just enough trust in him to be able to go and do this. And that's when I felt like you really saw a change in her because she actually sees these beautiful animals in their own place. And I can just imagine how awe-inspiring it would be to see that especially the sea turtle just chilling there I was so like that part gave me chills I love that part I think what I also loved was like some of the relationship dynamic between Prudence and Quint like you could see how much they were starting to influence each other's behavior and personalities and I think that Quint really brings out a side of prudence that she didn't know existed this ability to like chill the fuck out <laughs> and then have fun and have fun like my my husband is notorious for telling me to calm down because I get um I have a lot going on and I I do get overwhelmed um not to prudence's level of like freak out I'm more like crying in a corner <laughs> But <laughs> there were definitely times when I was reading the book and I was like, calm down. It's not the end of the world. Like, <laughs> it will get better. Don't worry. Right. Like, this is one tiny little sh- moment in the rest of your life. But also, like, I kind of get the grade thing because I, I finished my entire bachelor's degree in five semesters with a 4.0. I immediately, <laughs> I immediately started my master's degree and She's my great, I am, man. And I'm finishing it in also five semesters. Um, and I have had like several teachers that were like, okay, it's great that you did good grades, but just so you know, when you get to the master's degree level, it's going to be very hard to get A's or even B's and you're just going to have to do your best and be happy with what you get. And I think out of sheer stubbornness and pure spite, I've still managed <laughs> to keep my 4.0. <laughs> um, but I know every time I get a grade that I don't think I deserve, I email my professor and demand feedback. <laughs> I am like, this is costing me a lot of money in terms of like tuition and books. And it's costing me a lot of like sleep and time away from my family, like my husband and my dogs and less time at Texas Roadhouse with Paige and (laughs) not not enough time reading books. And I don't appreciate getting a lower grade without an explanation as to why I got a lower grade. And I spend all this time working on my assignments and so if I get a grade that's like nine out of ten with absolutely no feedback and you are my professor you are getting an email and yes I'm aware that nine out of ten is still an A that's not my point it only takes I a couple if I missed something because I was like nine out of ten man I'm good like, <laughs> okay but it only takes like one or two grades where it's like oh I got an A or a B or a B or a C for it to no longer be like an A on your on your transcript now it's a B on your transcript and so I like last night one of my favorite professors um I've had her for like 15 classes and 
she has been very supportive, like throughout my whole educational career. She wants me to go and get my doctorate. She really wants me to write children's books. Um, she's obsessed with that. But I think you're amazing. <laughs> but she gave me a nine point seven five out of ten. And when we got to class last night, I was like, hey, after class, I have a question. And she was like, if it's about your grade. And I was like, no, it's about registration. But we can talk about that, too. <laughs> she knew that I would want to know why she gave me a 9.75 instead of a 10. And my husband was like, it's a 9.75. Calm down. <laughs> so I, I'm a little bit like Prue because I care way too much about my grades. But I'm otherwise nothing like Prue. <laughs> you also like animals, so that redeems your humanity. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have never related less to a character in my entire life than Prue going, I'm not really an animal person. I was like, wait, what? I don't trust you. I can't trust you. Sorry um, you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not an animal person either. I'm sorry. I have a very strong affection for animals and I don't understand if you don't like them I don't care if all you like is unicorns and they're not real I would still consider that animal so um (laughs) at work one day we had somebody ask uh I work at a bank and we were in drive-thru and somebody asked if we had lollipops and I said no no we have dog treats though and he looked at me really weird like Okay, and I was like, sorry, apparently we like dogs more than people. Right. <laughs> and that's a whole mood. <laughs> that is a whole mood. Um, so when we, when I was reading, I can't words. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> when I was reading and I got to the part where they were doing the ocean cleanup. Yeah. And... There was the whole, they were told about the whole donation that was put in. And then as soon as she walked into the office and started counting that donation, I knew, I thought it was going to happen right then, but I knew exactly what was coming. I was like, oh crap. And that's one of the moments where she stresses me out because I would never do that. Right? The, like, in, my internal alarm was going off, and I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go in there. Don't touch the jar. Don't count the money. No, tell somebody. Um, and then when, when Quinn came in, and she was just like, oh, I was, I just couldn't wait. I wanted to see how much it was. I was like, really? I mean, I'm also really? like let's talk about rosa in those situations for a moment rosa who is the grown-up in charge of this entire facility first of all rosa vet your employees two serious two 15 year olds with a cell phone found out more about this chick than you did before you hired her do you not know what a background check is like seriously all they did was Even they basically like, just Googled her and they were like, oh, she has a reputation for scamming money out of charitable organizations. And it's like, okay, yeah. why didn't you do that when you hired her? How did she not need a background check? Well, I kind of I kind of see it because, you know, Rosa was 
busy and Rosa's heart, Rosa's passion is the animals. And it's a very easy when you have a business or a um, charity type thing, when you are so focused on your passion side of it, that if you don't have somebody that you can trust doing the quote unquote business side of it, it's real easy to get overwhelmed. And then somebody comes in and is like, oh yeah, I can do this. And you just put all of your stress on them. And it's a relief to you in one way that you don't even think about the, oh crap, I maybe shouldn't trust this person. That's a good point. <laughs> like That's a good point. It, like I just saw, I the, every time I read about Rosa, she was so stressed and so focused on all of the problems. The animals, you know, we keep having more animals who are needing to be in rehab. We have this one sea lion that's back for the second time, and that's not good. Um, then the storm comes and damages some of the facility. Granted, it's just a little bit, but that's still more money that she doesn't have that should be going to the animals. It's just, I could feel her stress and anxiety mm -hmm. and knowing what I know about those situations, I would probably be the same way. Oh my goodness. You know how to do this? Please do this for me. And I mean, I get that. I just am frustrated that it took them like two seconds to find out that this right. girl was super sketch and none I do of the grownups put it together. In like 10 years or something ridiculous like that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love that the kids are the ones that like saved the day or whatever. But it does stress me out a little bit that Rosa didn't put a little bit more thought and effort into who was helping her run this business because she does care and is very passionate about the animals. But like as someone who's worked in animal shelters and has put in those volunteer hours, that money aspect is just as much of a stressor. And so you get just as passionate about how are we going to feed all these dogs? How are we going to feed all these horses? Right. Like, cause I haven't done a lot in like sea rescues. I've mostly done like critter, but it's just strange to me that she didn't maybe like not even have a board that would have vetted this chick, you know? Yeah. I don't know much about the charity side of it, but I, I especially thought like if you've tried to do community outreach, like community fundraisers that's the word I'm looking for fundraisers like I am so money conscious and have been my whole life that I would keep like a mental tally of everything that was coming in so that when less than that showed up I would immediately be like oh no this is a problem what happened I think I would too but I'm also like I am a crazy organized person, um, and I think it would just cause me anxiety to not have all of that information all the time, <laughs> you know, but I will, and I'm not like harping on Rosa. I think Rosa is a great character. I think she's a wonderful mom, um, but I think as an adult, she, she falls a little flat, and maybe that's a good thing because adults aren't perfect either. That's true. And again, we are two adults-ish ish. women. -ish. I'm an adult like 90% of the time. I mean, I, I stay to my PJs all day, so. Can I, can I tell you all a secret? I'm, I'm not telling. 
I wanted to not be at work so much today that I wore a dress to work with my pajama shorts underneath. Not a girl. <laughs> and then it ended up totally being a good thing that I had shorts underneath because it was really windy at work when I left for my lunch break. And my skirt was flying all over the place. And I was like, you know what? It's fine because nobody can see anything. What, what? (laughs) So, no, I totally get being an adult in this situation. But, like, that's another point when I had to remind myself, this is a book written for middle grade 15, 16-year-olds. I also think that, like, these are good moments to show that, like, adults aren't perfect either. Adults also make mistakes and want to believe the best in people and want to trust each other. And, you know, one of the most satisfying moments of the book is at the end when, you know, she gets her comeuppance and even Rosa has to admit, like, I was wrong about Prudence. Um, (laughs) But, you know, Prudence, there's no halo above her head. She doesn't have angel wings because she was gonna steal that money. Oh, yeah. So the only difference is that she got there second. Which, that really, ugh. I was so, even knowing that it was, ha- like, gonna happen, I could foresee it, and still I was like, what are you doing? Don't touch the money, you stupid. I was like, this is not for you to decide. You have already done enough. You have done too much. Much too much. Yeah. I was like, you've done enough. And, you know, that just goes a long way to prove, like, why the power of quote instant karma is not a good thing like how dangerous it can be oh yeah like I would love to think that if I had the ability to grant instant karma I would focus on the positive because I do try to be a positive person in my life yeah um But I've also started playing Call of Duty and threw a Molotov cocktail on four bad guys and burned them up at the same time and laughed. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. (laughs) I was like, oh, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And whereas I play games like Valheim where you have to kill animals and feel bad because I killed a cartoon animal. Oh, yeah, no. I, see, I don't think I could do that. I don't think you I could to, do like, that. You kill a no deer point. so you can eat or you'll starve to death. And I'm like, do I have to kill the deer? I'll, I'll, just, I'll just eat grass. Like, and they yeah. have these wolves that you have to kill so you can get their coat so you don't freeze to death. And the wolves make like a whimpering noise when you kill them. And I legit almost cried. I was like, Quentin, I think no. I'll just freeze to death. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a cartoon, Bethany. It's not a real wolf. Yeah, I think. I think Mary to me must be a totally- real challenge. Not going to lie. We're <laughs> <laughs> totally off the topic of the book. But when I play and I start getting shot, I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> like, it scares me every time. It's so funny. One of our friends, when he plays with us, he's constantly like, ouch. If he gets hurt in the game. <laughs> yeah, that would be me too. Yeah. If he gets hurt, he's like, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> and it cracks me up because it's like, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same way. Um, well, is there anything else about instant karma that you wanted to... 
I think it's a wonderful book. I think it's so much fun. And I love books that are are thought provoking and make you think about the world around you and your actions and that your actions have consequences. Um, And I hope that everyone who reads it gets a little bit of sympathy for animals and looks into maybe how they could help animals in their area and find ways to volunteer or donate their time or spread the news or something on their own. Even if it's just taking bags of food to the um, animal shelters, like there's always something you can do. I mean, even if you just see that they're looking for like a donation and you share that to your social media and try to spread the information that way, like that's helpful. Um, how on our podcast, we like to give things a uh, up to five shot rating how many shots would you say this book was five but i'm also notorious for giving everything like five <laughs> I, okay if you told me There's no if, <laughs> five shots for bethany let me, let me explain <laughs> if you told me like compare this book to cinder which one is better i would say cinder is better right okay but if I get done reading a book or watching a movie or listening to a podcast or whatever, and I thoroughly enjoyed the time that I spent with that material of entertainment, it gets five stars. I you know? am kind of the same way. Like I have, whoops, I just unplugged my laptop. Um, like all those books by KM Shea that we read, some of them were vastly better than others in those series. And none of them compare to the excessive and amazing world building that people like Marissa Meyer and Holly Black create for their author, for their readers. But I still enjoyed the 16 hours I spent with each book. And so it's five stars, you know? I completely agree. Um, I, I don't understand what a trash book is. That does not make sense to me. Um, I, I, I have an issue where I can't not finish a book, even if I don't like it. Ugh, I'm trying to get over it. <laughs> like, have causes me stress that it's unfinished. <laughs> there have been a couple of books that I have put on my, I can't focus on this right now, but I'm going to read it later, Kyle. Um, so hopefully I'll get back to those at some point. Right. We'll see. So a five shot rating for uh, from Bethany. I would give it, granted, like I said, Rom-coms are not exactly my thing, um, but I would give it a solid 4.5. Like, I like it. Would you read it? It was good. Huh? Would you read it again? Oh, yeah. And would you read other books by this author? I have already read other books by this author. I know, but let's pretend this was your first introduction. right. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I would be interested in reading other books by this author. Which ones would you recommend? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them are good. Never written, including her kindergarten papers. <laughs> yeah, you should read those as well. Uh, I mean, she wrote Sailor Moon fiction. If you want to go and check that out too, so that sounds interesting. I have just recently gotten into reading manga, and um, listeners, if you have any manga recommendations, please send them my way. My hero, um, I'm reading. Huh? My hero Academia. Well, text it to me because I'll forget the next time that I'm buying stuff. That is my so. favorite. 
Uh, I've been reading Spy Family, which is my favorite. (laughs) What was that? It's the only one I've read, but it's still my favorite. (laughs) That's how I feel about Spy Family. It's funny and cheesy and it makes me so happy. I read the first one in like two days and then I had to go and buy the last three. I'm texting yeah, you I, pictures I of it. the dogs because I don't know if you can hear them snoring, but they are. I cannot hear them snoring. Well, but, it's adorable. Uh, Fasa is bathing himself right next to me, so that's fun. Beowulf is At asleep on And Scamp has decided to take up the entire couch despite how small he is. Aww. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Look at my boys. They're good babies. They are good babies. Thank you, as always, for having me because I love talking you to you. You are very welcome. Oh, do you want to tell everybody about your present that you got? It's amazing. I, I kind of don't want to use it because I want to keep it forever as like a a keepsake so it's a it's a candle with instant karma and the smell is ocean waves and fortuna beach which is the town that they live in in the book um and it was made just for me and it has an otter on it which is kind of a weird inside joke um and it's blue and sparkly and it smells really good it was my pleasure to i can you read who it's from because i don't want to mess up the name of the shop so it is from hopbrooklane.etsy.com. And if you go to Prince Kai Fanpod on Instagram, I actually shared a picture and tagged her in it. So you can look at some of her other candles and she does do special orders like this one from Paige. So you're, you know, take a look at all of the stuff that she has to offer and feel free to reach out to her and see if she has anything that she could make specifically for you. Yeah, I may or may not have gotten seven other candles from her that's awesome (laughs) i went a little crazy they're all book themed and they make me super duper happy so um i did i did message marissa the author of this book and i I sent her a picture of the candle and she thought it was really sweet so um, yeah (laughs) yay well make sure that you go um and find bethany and all of her I don't know what I'm trying to say. Good Lord. Um, Check out Prince Pod on all of your favorite yes. podcasting platforms. Follow on Instagram. Yes, yes. Check out my Patreon. I sell merchandise. Um, all that stuff. Her merch is really cute, too. Thank you. I designed most of it myself, and it took a lot of time. And you wear it proudly. I do wear every it time. all the time. It's really comfy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can also check out um, our Instagram. It's Booklet Podcast on Instagram. You can email us, bookletpodcast at gmail.com. Um, listen to Bethany's podcast. Even if you haven't read the books yet, she goes through a chapter or two. Is it two a week? It just depends on how much is going on, but it's usually two a week. Sometimes if it's like a big chapter, it'll be just one. So you can go through and read the books and catch up with them they're so good and i guess that's about all i feel like we've been rambling for hours i feel like that's our entire friendship it is (laughs) well and i was eating so it definitely improves well i finally got um the 
Daughter of the Moon series from Abigail Spagari in the mail. And so I will be continuing to read it uh, as soon as we hang up. Maybe go take a nice hot bath and uh, enjoy another amazing book. Yeah, I have started that. Oh, so I know we kind of talked about the uh, Cruel Prince series at the beginning, but do you have another book that you want to recommend before we go? I mean, I would recommend Daughter of the Moon by Abigail Spagari, um, who's an indie author friend of mine. I would recommend everything by Marissa Meyer. Uh, If you liked this book, like if you like YA rom-com type books, um, I would recommend everything by Meg Cabot. Love her. Oh, yeah. You're a huge Meg Cabot fan, I am a huge Meg Cabot fan. Um, And that's kind of her bread and butter is like rom-com type books. So I would definitely recommend those. Well, I also read uh, The Duke and I, which is the first book that the Bridgerton Netflix series is based off of. We did buy it, but I haven't read it yet. You need to read it. It was so good. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me cry while I would laugh while I was crying. Um, At one point, my boyfriend looked over and was like, are you okay? And I said, no. He said, what's wrong? I said, nothing. He said, is it your book? I said, yes. I have to be careful (laughs) if I'm crying while reading a book because if I get like excessive, Quentin like takes the book. Oh, no. (laughs) I Loud crying. I was just sitting over there on the couch and like tears were rolling down my face. But he just happened to look over and was like, honey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. She's really amazing. <laughs> and then I was laughing like two seconds later and he was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> so you guys haven't been together as long. Quentin likes to watch me read sometimes because he says that like he can usually tell what's going on by my face. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Well, guys, we are going to wrap it up. Don't forget, next month we are doing the Gilded Ones. Um, We're going to be doing a little bit of a different format, so um, keep an eye out for that. For the first episode, we'll only be going up through Chapter 19. So if you haven't gotten the book yet and you're worried about not being able to finish it, don't worry. You don't have to. Just read the first half and you'll be good to go. Um... I think that is everything. Anything else you want to say real quick? Uh, Just thank you for having me. And I hope everyone has a a wonderful week and enjoys whatever they're doing this week, whether it's reading or working or listening to podcasts. Or all three. Or all of the above. Or napping or taking a hot (laughs) bath. Whatever. You do you. Playing video games Um, like my husband is right now. Yeah, (laughs) video games too um but yay we made it through a recording and the power did not go out i'm so excited too because it's flickered a couple times over here (laughs) well that's good we've just had some loud thunder i will say i forgot to mention earlier guys um i did kind of do a themed drink bethany's not a huge drinker plus we're not together right now um but i just made kind of a rum punch with white rum mango juice um a little bit of grenadine and some sprite And it was really good and really tasty. And I finished my second one, which is I shouldn't have started drinking before the podcast because it got me in that like relaxed, sleepy state. (laughs) And now I finished my second one and I'm like, oh, okay, I can do things now. Well, like I said, I took a nap today, so I'm, I'm okay on the whole energy front. 
<sighs> I did not take a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody, I hope you have a wonderful night. Keep reading, keep listening to podcasts, and uh, yeah, happy reading. Bye. Bye.